welcome back to The Report, brought to you by the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Team. I'm Will Smith, an EMS and emergency medicine physician in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I'm also a clinical assistant professor affiliated with the University of Washington and the co-founder of the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Project. We are keeping up to date with the latest research on SARS-CoV-2 and the disease it causes, COVID-19. We bring you real-time data from the research to help guide best practices as the pandemic continues to unfold. For complete summaries and links to each article to review further, please visit our website at covid19lst.org. Here's Jasmine, my co-founder with today's episode. Thanks, Will. And on today's episode, we discuss the double-edged sword of expedited research publications during the pandemic, data on C-sections and preemies in COVID-complicated pregnancies, and robotic coronary angiography for a COVID-positive STEMI. So let's get started. The Report for May 22, 2020. The Global Update by the Numbers. The total number of confirmed cases worldwide is now 5.2 million with 340,000 reported deaths. As the pandemic continues to spread in the Southern Hemisphere, Brazil has surpassed Russia with the second most cases worldwide, trailing only behind the U.S. As cases continue to grow, there is concern that they have not yet flattened the curve. Climate A letter to the editor explores the ethics and implications of the fast-tracked review process for COVID-19 research papers that are currently being utilized by many scientific journals during the pandemic. The authors argue that faster publications regarding COVID-19-related data does not outweigh the risks of publishing possibly erroneous and lower-quality papers, and they call for a return to the normal review process. Epidemiology Results from a two-center cross-sectional study from Wuhan, China, revealed extremely high rates of lower-extremity DVTs in critically ill COVID-19 patients. Out of 48 patients, 41 of them were found to have a lower extremity DVT on ultrasound, and all but one of these patients were already receiving standard low molecular weight heparin as prophylaxis. For comparison, the well-known PROTECT trial, which was a large multi-center randomized controlled trial from 2011, found that DVT rates in critically ill patients receiving anticoagulation was only 5%. So while these results showed an 85% rate of DVT, this certainly adds to the growing concern about the role of hypercoagulability in COVID-19. It is important to note that the analysis of outcomes in these patients revealed that the incidence of DVT was not significantly associated with mortality. Analysis from the Kaiser Permanente Healthcare System that spanned data from over 43 million person weeks of hospitalization found that the weekly rates of admissions for acute myocardial infarction declined by up to 48% during the early portion of the COVID-19 pandemic. This was compared to both pre-COVID months of 2020 and the same time period in 2019. An Iranian meta-analysis of nine studies with 87 COVID-19 pregnant women who were mostly in their third trimester, and 86 newborn infants found that only 65% of patients had a history of exposure to an infected person, 78% had mild to moderate disease, 92% had a C-section, 60% of the babies were born prematurely, and 31% suffered some degree of fetal distress. There was, however, 
no evidence of vertical transmission to the neonate. Understanding the pathology. The Respiratory Translational Research Group at the University of Tasmania responds to a recent finding that nicotine induces an increase in angiotensin-converting enzyme 2 expression in the human bronchial epithelial cells. The authors posit that all electronic nicotine delivery systems may increase the risk of infection, transmission, and progression of COVID-19. They urge the World Health Organization and all countries to take action to reduce smoking, vaping, and water pipe use until more research is done. Researchers in Italy, Sweden, and Minnesota review the structure and function of SARS-CoV-2 papain-like protease, or PLP, in order to highlight its role in pathogenesis and facilitate drug design. They report that PLP's essential role in viral replication and its ability to modulate the host immune response make it an ideal target for antiviral therapy and recommend further research in this area. Transmission and Prevention Researchers from the University of Chicago fear that gaining herd immunity without vaccination would overwhelm most healthcare systems and lead to many deaths. They argue that our primary objective should be protecting vulnerable populations until herd immunity can be achieved. Management A case study of a robot-assisted percutaneous coronary intervention. A 59-year-old woman was found unresponsive and was brought to the emergency department where the ECG showed ST elevations and a chest CT showed diffuse bilateral infiltrates concerning for an infectious etiology. Given the unknown COVID-19 status, the risk of exposure to cath lab staff, and risk of deferring evaluation of her coronary artery disease to a later time, a core path robotic intervention arm was used to perform a percutaneous coronary intervention to minimize potential COVID-19 transmission. The patient was successfully discharged five days later. A 52-year-old COVID-19 patient treated on admission with inhaled supplemental oxygen and a bundle of pharmacotherapy was later transferred to the ICU and started on non-invasive positive pressure ventilation and recovered without more invasive procedures. This case report led a group of Chinese physicians to suggest that early and non-invasive respiratory support with pharmacotherapy may produce better outcomes in COVID-19 patients. Adjusting practice during COVID-19. Guidelines and recommendations include end-of-life comfort care, organ donation precautions, and performing tracheostomies, including patient selection, timing, performance, and management. Cardiologists detail the successful remote management of diuretic therapy in heart failure patients through the use of daily left arterial pressure monitoring by a battery-free implanted device. They state that this would provide an effective means to limit hospital exposure during the pandemic, as well as an option for heart failure management moving forward. Pediatricians discuss the ethics of visitation restrictions during the pandemic and emphasize that the nuances of each case should be examined when coming to a decision. They advise the importance of family-centered care needs to be balanced with the protection of the public in these situations. R&D, Diagnosis and Treatments. 
a retrospective cohort study of 244 critically ill adult COVID-19 patients in Wuhan, China, investigated the effects of corticosteroid treatments. They found, in general, that the corticosteroid therapy was independent from overall mortality. However, increased dosage of corticosteroids was correlated with significantly increased mortality risk after adjusting for administration duration. Notably, they found that every 10 mg dose increase was associated with a 4% increase in mortality risk. Thus, they cautioned the use of corticosteroids in the treatment of COVID-19, and particularly draw attention to dosing and duration of use. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay informed with us. Read less, do more. With COVID-19LST.org.